It's, it's, it's time to talk that talk, and we talk it like no one else. This is the stinking truth. Now, here's your host, Mark Schlereth. Hey, welcome to the Stink Truth Podcast. The uh, leftovers portion is uh, I got done yesterday uh, calling the Washington Commanders and the Philadelphia Eagles in Washington and, um, you know, got to talk to the coach. I think we did one of the coolest things ever. So I roll out to Washington, D.C. on a Thursday night, you know, and we get together, our group gets together, we watch uh, the Thursday night football game, you know, and enjoy that. And then we go up to uh, up to the facility, the home facility, um, the next day. And, and, you know, we talk to the players, the home facility, and we do all that kind of stuff. We talk to the coaching staff. So we watch the practice. And then um, normally we go to the hotel of the visiting team. But since Philadelphia is 120 miles up the street, we got this wild hair. We're having dinner Friday night. And we said, hey, yeah, you know what? Let's just jump on the train and go up to Philadelphia and meet the Eagles, you know, live and go watch practice. So we called the Eagles and said, yeah, come on up. So we got on the train. We went up to Philadelphia, and it was, I mean, it was like riding the rails, Mike. I felt like a hobo. Uh, it was awesome. Man. I had a great a great time. And you just get so much, like the relational aspect of it, you get so much more connected when you do things like I that. I love traveling by train. Do you love it? How much have you traveled oh, by train? Oh man, I've done some. Uh, I've, I've done a lot of growing up in the Northeast, Boston down to New York, Boston okay. down to Washington. Yeah. Um, uh, did a did a uh, New York to Baltimore once yeah. uh, after a Super Bowl. We were snowed in in New York and love loved uh, instantly put to sleep. I'm like, it's like, uh, I'm, I, like a, I'm like I, a baby in the back seat. We oh. had a we had a blast, man. It was a big time. It was a big time. I loved it. And uh, like I said, you know, you get so much better when you sit there and meet face to face with those guys. So great game. These two teams have put on an entertaining show, uh-huh. high scoring, close football games. Uh, the the two times that they've met in the last month, but Philadelphia's found a way to make a few extra plays. Is, is that just perfectly sum up the difference between these two teams? Yeah, well, I think. I mean, I think ultimately, I think a lot of Philly, a lot of Philadelphia Eagle fans were like mad at me, like you're such a freaking homer and blah blah blah. You know, I mean, ultimately, you're doing a game right between two teams that in week four they they went into overtime. They played a great game in week four, and you're looking at, hey man, how are how is this Washington team? How are they going to be able to compete? Why do they compete? What do they do differently against this Philadelphia team? One thing is. Um, proximity rivalry, Ron Rivera talked about. They are so close to us, and there is a real rivalry there. The other thing is um, accountability. And, you know, you expect, you walk in there and you think maybe the Dobbers are going to be down a little bit and stuff. There was an accountability factor with Washington going, like, we haven't met our potential, and, and we've put ourselves in this position. We own it. And we need to rectify it. And so there's, you know, there's that that overall feeling of we haven't played our best and we can play a lot better. And then ultimately, and I love this, sitting down with Eric Bieniemy, their offensive coordinator, and I kind of ripped them in this podcast, the, the way they haven't picked up blitzes and the way they played against the Giants and, um, you know, um, my yeah, former team. how was that received? Actually, I was curious about that because last right. week we talked about how Sam Howell had been sacked like 40 times. 40 on times. On average, like six, seven times a game. Right. And you ripped into their O-line. I, yeah, I ripped in. O-line and coaching. Yeah. So I so ripped into how that. how were you received? Well, it was, it was interesting um, because I walked 
I walked up and I'm watching practice and, and their general manager walks up to me and goes, Hey man, you get any side eyes from the offensive line? And I think my exact quote was, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, what, what, like, like, it's so stink. Right. I mean, what, what are they going to do? I told the truth. They're mad at me for telling the truth on my podcast. Like, what, I mean, what, play better. That, that's my, that's my attitude. Um, but you like, I, I really go always like to have these conversations. They're real conversations with Eric Bain and me. I'm, I'm like, dude, you like, like what you're doing is not putting your guys in a, in a position to have success. And like Eric was the, the first one to say, man, I've got to coach better. I've got to do a better job of putting my guys in a better position. And they made some changes, man. They, they dressed uh, their practice squad guy. That's Alex Arma is a fullback. has been in the league for a long time. They dressed him. They wanted to use him in the blocking game a little bit. They want to run the ball a little bit better. They wanted to change the launch point of the quarterback. They wanted to, uh, you know, they wanted to throw the quick game. And Sam Howell was absolutely phenomenal in this game. Just phenomenal. And they really changed a lot of what they were doing. I still think they need to run the ball with more efficiency. I think they run the ball. They, they need more attempts running the ball. Um, but I will say that they changed a few things in the way they called their game that really helped their offensive line play better. And on top of that, they made some changes. Taylor, our Tyler Larson replaced Nick Gates, and uh, Chris Paul re- replaced uh, at left guard um, uh, Shadiq Charles, who uh, you know, who was playing left guard. He got hurt. He hurt a calf, which is amazing because the guy's got the world's biggest calf. So like that, that calf is that like that's a it, that is not a little calf injury. That's a ginormous calf injury. So Chris Paul goes in there, and like I said, uh, Tyler Larson replaced Nick Gates at center. Um, so that made them a little bit stouter up front, a little bit better up front. They executed better up front. But it really comes down to the way you call plays and and how you give your guys an opportunity to have success. So uh, tip of the cap to enemy for looking at himself critically and saying, I have to be better going to Ron Rivera and saying, I need our fullback dressing. I want to do that. Um, you know, and, and making some switches on that offensive line that helped them play a little bit better. They only had one sack. Yeah. They gave one sack. The very end of the game that cost them, that ended up ending the game, by the way. But overall, massive improvement compared Huge to what we've seen in the past. Even though they lost, is this one of those games where Commander fans can come away feeling like, hey, we might have the right guy in Sam Howell? He was brilliant. Yeah, I... There's no question. You know, it's funny because Sam Howell had a um, a t- he called a team meeting on a uh, I don't know if it was Tuesday or Wednesday and said I just want to talk to the team, and, and he is a he's a very conscientious guy, um, and a really good leader. Mike and is a guy that really has an unbelievable skill set to throw the ball. I mean, and he's much quicker and runs around a little bit better than you think, but he operates from the pocket well. He's, like, he is, they believe in him. Like, Ron Rivera, you asked Ron Rivera, Ron Rivera believes in him. I think also Eric Bieniemy really believes in him, his leadership, his toughness. You can't take 40 sacks and hang in there and and not shy away from, he's still not shying away from things. So he's a guy that I think they all believe in. They believe they've found the right guy. Now it's about, finding the right offense and protecting him. Like they are the antithesis of the Eagles. The Eagles to me are built from the inside out. Pay no attention to all the skill they have. They've got a ton of skill. 
they win games up front. Nick Sirianni told me, hey, man, our line of scrimmage is what wins those games, both offensively and defensively. That's how we win games. The Washington Commanders will be built from the outside in. They have invested their their people in uh, Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaurin. And, you know, they've gone out and got uh, uh, Curtis Samuel. They, you know, they, they, that's where they've invested. And, um, and to me, like, that's the opposite of the way I would like to see a team invest. And yet they still played an exceptional game on the offensive side of the ball. And Sam Howell made one mistake. And that mistake was, um, you know, on a second down and 15, instead of throwing the short, shallow cross that would have caught for four and probably turned into a 10 yard gain. He tried to push it down and get almost all of the yardage back in one throw and um, threw it into a team meeting, got picked off, and that was the only mistake that he made. You think Eagle fan is going to be upset that we spent the first part of this uh, Leftovers podcast talking about Washington? Pissed. Yeah. Pissed. All right. Hey, Eagle fans, we saved the best for last. Okay, there you go. look at it that way? There you go. Let's talk about A.J. Brown uh, because I've long felt that most receivers, most mm-hmm. receivers, mm-hmm. they're dependent, entirely dependent on the quarterback that they're playing with. But every once in a while, a receiver comes along that just plays above the X's and O's. Mm-hmm. Is A.J. Brown one of those guys? Because you're talking about saying an NFL record, six straight games, over 125 yards receiving. Here are his receiving totals the last six weeks. 131, 175, 127, 131, 137, 130 with five touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. NFL record, six straight games, over 100 and, what, 25 yards receiving. Um, so when you talk to – and this was this was hard um, because, like, Nick Sirianni waxed poetic about A.J. Brown. And so I'm watching film on A.J. And one thing he do, – well, he does a lot of things well. He's physical. He beats people up off the ball, great releases. But in traffic, contested catches – like, he will get the ball, so if the DB's on his back, he doesn't let it come to where the DB can affect it. He is out here, strong hands, so far away from his body, bam, and then he'll just, like, he'll go out of bounds with it out there to where you can't flail at it. You can't, you know, you just can't hit it out of his hands. And um, Nick Seriani, see, this is where I needed you because he said, he's the prettiest ball catcher I've ever seen. And I thought, oh, don't know if I can say that on TV. Man, this guy, oh, he's such a pretty ball catcher. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. like he catches the ball. It's aesthetically pleasing. Like, I didn't know exactly uh, yeah, how. Okay. Like, I don't know how. Reached out to me. I got yeah, it. I, I don't, I don't know exactly something. how to say that on a television yeah, broadcast. I would brainstorm. Guy is he, man. He, uh, he catches pretty balls, this guy. Like, so I didn't, not good, right? Yeah, but yeah. but he, he, he does such a good thing. And, and we, he makes catching balls effortless. Look effortless. Look. Nick's catching balls. He, he catches the ball. Effortlessly. He's very pretty when he catches the ball. No. No. no you want to stay away from pretty. Yeah, he's pretty. He just, how about he just makes it look easy? He makes it look easy. Because he does. He does. He does. And I think. But yeah, you could feel the you could feel that that strength that you're talking oh, about. He it, is, it comes through the TV. He's got, set. A, he's got Right. No. He's got a presence yeah. about him. And one of the things I loved talking to Nick about about AJ is just the details and he said it's been a big focus on what they're doing right now the details of playing the game 
And he said the week before, he had three individual plays that he showed to the team of A.J. Brown. Springing a running back, or springing, I think it was Dallas Guard on on a screen pass for the touchdown because he threw a block. And that's what sprung him the last eight yards or whatever. Um, Running a route where he is not the primary target, running it so hard and so, like, just so so true that he makes the underneath coverage jump it. He makes guys believe he's getting the ball and opening up routes for other guys. He's like, there was like three different plays we showed the team. Like, this is what we talk about when we talk about details. Understanding the global perspective of this game and how when you do things the right way, it opens things up for others. Details allow talent to shine how good is that details allow talent to shine listen if you take care of the details right you're going to at some point be the recipient of somebody else taking care of the details and your talent will shine and this is that complementary nature or that that selflessness nature that the eagles seem to play with and i i tell you what they're a they're a special football team, and um, and and I do happen to think honestly, they are the best team in football. And oh, by the way, I'm standing on the football field, and Landon Dickerson and Jordan Mailata walk by me. We're not the same species, <laughs> like those dudes. Mailata is six. They list him at six eight three sixty five. My ass. He's six eight three eighty, and Dickerson's six 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 seven three thirty, and probably more like three forty five. They are ginormous human beings. This, by the way, is the biggest team in football. Like they are huge, offensive line huge, like huge men. Defensive line, like if like. Fletcher Cox, six foot five, three ten. Jordan Davis, six six, three thirty six. Jalen Carter, six three, three twenty. Like they are, they are so freaking big, and athletic. I mean, they are a huge, big, athletic team, and um, and I think the thing I love about them is as much skill as they have, they are the deepest shade of blue collar that you could flat out imagine. They will just absolutely punch you in the face man they are they are really good you uh would probably be hard pressed to find a general manager that's in a groove like howie rosen's in right now yeah right he's he's taking a job that inherently is is very difficult far more people fail at you're lucky to get a 50 50 success rate he just seems to be playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers he really he really like but is that but is that easier to do when you have a clear cut identity? You're constantly talking about yeah. identity. Well, he knows he like he knows I think how he knows exactly what they want to be, position by position. And there's a philosophy there, like edge players on defense are far more important than middle linebackers. So we'll get any middle linebacker. Like we'll draft a guy and we want a guy that can run, but listen, let's face it. Nicobe Dean was a what a third rounder or second rounder from Georgia, right? Pretty good player. But Zach Cunningham is you know a guy in his seventh year, and 
Um, and then you've got uh, Nicholas Morrow, and and you like it, it's not like a who's who of of middle linebackers, right? And I think one of the cool things to me is like there's a lot of people that are looking at Sean Desai, who's a really smart defensive coordinator, a really smart guy, and um, you know, and are are on him like, oh, they're not playing good enough, and we gave up 400 yards of offense to Washington, and this, that, and the other. Eight different combinations of defensive backs, a bunch of rookies that are playing in eight games, eight different starting combinations, and yet somehow you're seven and one. And there are some growing pains. You know, schematically, you're still putting things in. But I think the guy is smart. I think the guy does a tremendous job. And I think their best football is not behind them, but ahead of them. Go ahead. Well, good, because here comes the gauntlet. Here are their games over the next several weeks. Home against the Cowboys, at the Chiefs, home against the Bills, home against the 49ers, at the Cowboys, at the Seahawks. Yeah, I know it. That is, that's an impressive murderer's row right there. It's the best, it's the best schedule by winning percentage of any team in the league right now, the next, whatever that is, five, six weeks. Mm -hmm. They've got a buy in there. So I think they play Dallas, then the buy, and then they go through that gauntlet. Yeah. Uh, something like that, but yeah, um, but like like I said, Howie Roseman really knows what they are, and um, you think about like getting out there and getting Bayard. What an unbelievable pickup! AJ Brown last year, what an unbelievable pickup! Like they they have done a great job. Um, Swift, not Taylor, not Taylor Swift, DeAndre Swift. Like getting Swift, like they've done a tremendous job. Um, bolstering their roster and, and knowing what they want to be. So I think you got to tip your cap to Howie Roseman. I don't think there's any question that he is, uh, you know, I don't know if he won the the executive of the year last year or not. If he didn't, he probably should have. But that dude is that dude is killing it, absolutely killing it. So your final message to Eagle fan would be what? Um, pound sand, I hate you. No, 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 no. no, no. Uh, my final message to you, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate your passion. Settle down. <laughs> your Eagles are your Eagles are a damn good football team, but they are going through a gauntlet right now. Yeah. We're gonna find we're gonna find out about these Eagles. By the way, offensively, you look at their offensive like statistically, they are almost identical year over year. Where they were last year to where they are this year, like er, like rushing is almost identical passing is almost identical everything is like literally just about identical except for turnovers they've just turned the ball over a bunch and they even had a in their in their i mean their prototypical their classic their their big time you know brotherly shove they fumbled the ball on the brotherly shove play like they turned it over on the brotherly shove became the brotherly flub um that's that's what it became so like hey but I tell you what, they're a damn good team. So, uh, Philly fans, re- oh, you know what? I have it right here. Look at this, real quick. Uh, rushing offense last year or this year, one hundred forty-two point seven yards per game. Fourth last year, one forty-seven point six yards a game. Fifth pass offense, two forty-six point six yards per game. Ninth last year, two forty-one point five yards a game. Ninth total offense, three eighty-nine point three. Third last year. 389.1 third. I mean, it's like everything is identical except giveaways. They just gave the ball away a bunch. Like, 
and everybody's like, oh, our offense, Brian Johnson sucks. He didn't know. You guys were the exact same as you were last year. You just turned the ball over. That's all. And it's easily correctable. That's easily correctable. Absolutely. Absolutely. First world problems. First world NFL problems. Hey, we got to stop turning the ball over. Okay. Yeah. Hello. Stop doing that, and you're going to be, again, you're going to be the, the, well, you continue to be the best team in football. Love them. Love them. Love their quarterback. He's stoic. I, I, I think this is damn good. I was glad to get to do the game, man. I'm glad I took the train up there. Um, they're a damn good football team. They really are. Hey, for everybody involved in the Stinking Truth podcast, thank you so much for being a part of it. We appreciate you. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, give us a like. Uh, shoot out some. Uh, I'll try to answer. I'll try to answer. I always kind of go through and answer some things, but I'll try to answer any questions you have there. So shoot us a comment. Um, for everybody involved, for Mike, I am Mark. Uh, we just thank you guys so much, and we will talk to you later.